Hello there. Welcome to a fine night of spooky adventures where <laughs> the years may change like the dank that you smoke, like the crumbles of the weed that pulls onto the paper. We turn the pages of this spooky tale to bring you lots of pasta. But the same way that it uh, that it turns, it also circles. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's 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 wrapping the blunt. <laughs> and and it's just the circles of everything, like the circles of the smoke, the circles of the blunt, oh, yeah, yeah. the circles that you spin and, in. And you know where that puts me. Gandalf, this will be a night to remember. remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's sitting over here, yeah. Oh, so uh, it's it's been a long time since, uh, since I can say I've had two people on an episode, I think. And uh, what, one, a, what one a... One and a f- half people, I'm not really a person. <laughs> what a fucking pairing. No, you've done like three episodes. You're a fucking no, person. No, no, I'm just You're not a, a person in person. general. In my oh, in your life. Yeah, I'm just Oh, okay, just no, that's fine. That's okay. You, you like float and pop up here yeah. and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, no, I mean, I do the same thing, realistically. <laughs> So it's a two-person episode with three people, three voices. Now that I think about it, I think you two need to switch spots. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I know that you got, you literally just sat down and got into that, and that's because your tone is quieter and his tone is louder. Oh, okay. Okay. And he needs to be further from the microphone. <laughs> Listen. Oh my God. Follow-up fucking story to start off this episode. Hot on the news take today. Guess who's fucking following us on Facebook, SoundCloud, and uh, and even hit me up with a fucking message. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name, dude? Ever, from, yeah. yeah. Ever since episode 123 that came out last week. Uh, fucking Billy Wilkinson. Do we know where he's from? (laughs) I think Texas. Nice. (laughs) This guy who follows us online. (laughs) So in episode 123, this is 130. So like just to date it a little bit. In 123, we're on the third part of our four part series. And um, I tell him a story about how someone defended us online to like an angry mom. And uh, the, the, the mom said like... I don't know what's worse. Uh, these these idiots stopping their own stories to stay, say stupid shit or the volume changes. <laughs> and I was like, I know, right? And then uh, this guy comes in and he goes, unlike this bitch, I've actually listened to all the episodes. <laughs> and, I can, and I can say without a doubt that it was a rough start, but these guys have really developed into good storytellers. Aww. And um, and my heart goes out to Billy Wilkinson ever since. It's going to look like we've been jacking off to Billy Wilkinson for the last yeah. seven weeks, but really it's been like a month since you and I recorded uh, that episode. No, it was a little less than that. Like it was like three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. 
little less than that. But yeah, Billy Wilkinson, another shout out. There you go, bud. Thanks for following us. <laughs> Say hi, comment on some shit. He's our first, uh, I think he's our first SoundCloud comment. Um, he talks about his cock. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I said uh, he would fit right in. So he was our first. He was one of one of our. Uh, I, I would I would piss off a fan if I said he was our first on YouTube. But he said uh, on YouTube he said post more shit so I have stuff to listen to at work. And I said uh, <laughs> I said grab your cockles and head over to the SoundCloud, bud, because the YouTube is twenty episodes behind. And he uh, he apparently had been listening on Castbox the entire time, so he was caught up. Okay. So when he said he's he's listened to every episode, he he fucking meant it. And um, we we wish you the best of luck in your job. <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, he, he looks like he has. Your boss sucks. We hate him. <laughs> we hate that fucking guy. <laughs> fucking kill him, Billy. So anyway, uh, <laughs> um, we uh, we were talking about Billy Wilkinson, and uh, I just you know he's not the first fan to like reach out to us and and, mm. and say something cool. Um, so, you know, I'm just, I don't promote the show too often, but I will say, you know, follow us on Facebook, hit me with a message. You guys think there's a good story out there that we need to read on the show or talk about? Fucking suggest it. Comment on something. Comment somewhere and just tell us what you think we should do. Um, we have like, I would probably put it at something like 500 subscribers across nice. multiple different platforms. So it's, uh... We definitely have a, a base of people okay. that, that listen to this. So I appreciate it. And I'm at the point where I'm like, ha, we've done something. It's also been two and a half years. So <laughs> two and a half years of my goddamn life. Anyway, we're here today. Um, let me introduce my wonderful fucking guests. I was getting nostalgic before. I wanted to say um, it's it's been a while since we've seen one of you. But at the same time, it's been like two minutes since I saw the other one. So, well, but, but it, he specifically requested been, to do an episode with you. Yeah, it's also been this multiple years since the three of us have been in a room together at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Other than like a, a funeral. Other than a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, those fuck times. Yeah. Um, but realistically, it was you know we were just talking about. Uh, all the stuff Shit like you were what, doing in high 2011, 2012, mm-hmm. like when we were still mm-hmm. in college. That's realistically like the last time that we we did anything yeah, consistently. Just, anyway, consistently. You know, I, I'm sure that there were plenty of, of spottings with the three of us. Uh, I'm just not yeah. sure how many of them were at the same time. No, it's it's always good to see both of you. I, I I've known both of you for pretty much the same amount of time. Yeah. You a little bit longer, but like. Your, by, your by a year on, you know, you're talking about 19 versus 18 to years, years, you know? And then, but you, like, your mom, it, like, acts more like a mom to me than my mom. So it's just funny that, like, I text your mom sometimes, but, like, you know, she she literally texted me last week and said, I heard you're taking care of my boy this week. And I said, absolutely. It's my pleasure. And she says hi to both of you, by the way. She misses you both. <laughs> I want to fucking see her. She's one of my favorite people. Um, I want to smoke weed with your mom and dad. It <laughs> might happen. I uh, want to do it. I... I almost that one time. My, but we were in downtown Disney, so I wasn't allowed to. Uh, my dad did just get his medical marijuana card, so... God damn it. Okay. What a guy. <laughs> I what a goddamn guy. Snoop Dogg gifts all weekend. 
I don't know if he un- gets the joke. Shit, but- let me introduce you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, on my on my left, I have Tom Bombadil here from the grassy plains to roll up some of Danker's into a Gandalf stick for us to have a night to remember. And on my right. I have the ghost from the desert who has come back shaven and moist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, shaven. (laughs) Shaven and moist and ready for more, sucking down those crumbles like uh, trying to find water in a Mad Max post-apocalypse movie. And I, of course, am your host, Captain Death, El Capitan himself, here to read... Some bullshit we found online. <laughs> some spooks. Some spooks and some creeps. You wouldn't be here listening to episode 130 <laughs> if you did not at least a little bit enjoy some online spookies and creepies. So, um, there's. I don't think there's anything super relevant to talk about, is there, before we hop in? Well, you also have to consider Stan Lee's uh, viewing of every episode is somebody's first episode. I like that. Mm, I like that. Yeah. Somebody That's out true. there, this is the first time you're listening. Welcome. That's true. Check it out. Subs- smash that subscribe button. <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> unsubscribe. Kill yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, unsubscribe from everything, especially PewDiePie. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. And we are... Um, we're here. We had a bit of a vote. I was vastly outnumbered. Um, I threw a bunch of genres up there, and, you know, the, the conversation kind of began like this. Hey, Tom, I think we should read a bunch of smaller stories so that we all can get different feels in on the episode, to which he very quickly said... Fuck that. One long story, please. And I said... I mean, yeah. All right. And then I... Because I thought about his episodes, too. You, I thought about... You were, you were talking. You wanted a long story, too, right? Usually. Yeah. That's... I, I've done... Which is what made me go. Yeah. It's like, what made me go with it. I think the most we've done on one episode was, is only like two stories. A single story. No, we've done an episode with two. Oh, no, we've done an episode with two, but I'm saying... Yeah, like, but we've never done like three or four or five. Like I'm saying your, yeah. your best are when we just read like one yeah. story on an episode. So this is kind of like... It's more like you're joining us... For a him episode, yeah. but we're reading a story that you want to read, so yeah. we are. We're working it, working it. But his episodes are really good. Okay, okay. Your last episode did really good too. Shout out Woo! to episode one zero three. Orange, you glad I didn't say spooky? Oh my god, um, I still remember like that story in detail, and it's been a while. It's like. The the game started so good. It started great. And ended so bad. And what 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 I made mean, us what made yeah. us get on topic of that was the same thing happened to us, but no shits. It was the same plot device in the story he and I read. Okay. It turned out to be demons. Yeah. The twist the bad twist of his story, 103. Sorry, go back and listen to 103, fuckers. And uh, the bad twist of 103 at the very end of the episode is demons. And then after like the episode 120, I want to say 126, yeah. your fucking main twist is war between angels and demons. And it fucking sucked. 
Anyway, I mean, parts of those stories were great. Letters yes. in that series were great. There the, were, the story that was some, told was really good. There were some letters out of all of the 27 really fucking worked. Yeah. Um, I will just jump in here and quick say, though, that um, if you're a writer of pastas and are getting saddened to hear this, know that this is because writing endings really, really, really sucks. It's it's hard. Much harder than writing rest of the story. It's hard. You have a great premise. I was a kid. A woman was weird. Always an orange. Floating at my window. Followed me through life. It's very hard to just put that down and let the story end. You know, the good ending to that story was kid goes missing, stops writing stories. Yeah. You know, like... Didn't need exposition, didn't need demons. Like, literally one day kid stops posting stories, that would be a chilling fucking tale. Mm -hmm. You know, she's always getting closer. Always, you know, it kind of ends that way, but doesn't. So anyway, you know, better way to, to end your story is literally just create an arc. Just yeah. create an arc and make sure there are no gaps and create it that way. And then... And then mix up the letters. But at least have the art. Yeah, there were too many things that, like, on their own were really good, but, like, in a had group... no like, bearing. Yeah, just, like, it had didn't no matter. fucking bearing. It, it didn't get, like, any type of conclusion, like... There are so many plot holes and yeah. retcons and just things that cross up. Weird strings that hang out mm. for, you know, and wiggle in no the No reason. Yeah. No reason. And that is what you get for reading internet-found fiction from, uh, you know, people online. It's a mixed bag. Some of your episodes have been really fucking great. Oh, we, yeah. And we've been lucky to read them on your episodes. With you, we've mostly read uh, little we, short stories yeah, and shit. Um, but even then, the short stories I've pointed you to, which are unsettling stories and not hot but spicy, are very perspective analytical, like, little snapshots of, like, reality. Oh, yeah, Like, yeah. people are submitting their stories that they have, like, almost experienced. Like, your stories are very experiential. Okay. Like, I was a person and I did this and it affected me. Okay. And I like that about your episodes, too, because Unsettling Stories goes gruesome and Not Hot But Spicy goes mysterious. Like... You know the ghosts, the ghosts in the house, or I was actually sort of excited to read not hot but spicy. Mm. We we yeah. sh we honestly like that was the idea I yeah. had tonight. Yeah, because that's what I was prepared for mentally. Not hot but spicy is such a fun fucking time because yeah. you never know what you're gonna get. But I like the idea more that we do. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm very yeah. Yeah. story yeah. now. Like, I, but I'm, I'm glad that you're open to that because that yeah. means that we could next do, time we could do that time. next time. Yeah. I definitely if, um, want that. If this, you know, if this goes well, which I know it will, then, you know, that just means the next time he's in town, I just get you to come back, yeah, come back down yeah. and record again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'll always have you to record with. Like, you're a repeater simply because of distance and, and, and infatuation, whereas mm. you live too far away and do not drive. <laughs> Therefore, we cannot obtain you as often. Sorry, I'm mysterious. I'm just mysterious. He plays aloof in a, in, in a hard-to-get kind of way. But you know what? When you show up in New York City randomly and you got, like, three hours to kill and you're like, let's go get drunk. Like, or, or go to a whiskey bar. Yeah. yeah. 
That was fun. That was that was the oh, name. Yeah, it, but whatever. Um, that was a lot of fun. I've done the same fucking thing to him. I've I'm shown sure. up. I've shown up in in fucking Manhattan before and said, "Hey, come drink with me." Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good times. You've shown me fun places. Um, yeah. That is one of the benefits to living in the city. Is you know where the fun places are. I don't know where the fuck the fun places are. I drink at Applebee's because I can walk there. <laughs> that's fucking beautiful. Yeah, I feel I, like that's I, a, I I want to write that down somewhere. It's just like yeah, a, like that's a bumper sticker. <laughs> <laughs> that's a really great decal. You yeah, know? like um, when we merchandise creepy pasta. One of our things will be. You know what? <laughs> that and it would look great with the little tagline of I I drink an apple piece because I can walk there. Where am I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm pretty sure I told you this, but I am thinking about creating like merchandise yes, for the show. Do it. Doing um, t-shirts about all the characters on the show. Nice. In certain settings, almost like Goosebump book covers. And yours would be <laughs> yours would be really good if the book title was "I Drink at Applebee's because I can walk there." <laughs> you know, like yeah. I take a really good I take yeah. a really good quote that you guys that one of you guys has said on any episode, and I just throw it above a really badass design, <laughs> and then it just says, "Where am I?" at the bottom. <laughs> yes. Fucking beautiful. Yeah, that's an idea. It's gonna take a lot of work, but it's an idea. Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna do it. It's the only way I'm gonna be able to make money in this show. <laughs> Fuck, are we good? Yeah. We hopping yeah. into this fucking story. Sounds like it. I kinda sold it to these boys off the idea that uh you know when we when I'm saying we, sorry, that doesn't carry over. I'm looking at where am I when I say when we wanted to do a story about someone having an issue remembering things, mm-hmm. aka Alzheimer's, because it's kind of like his his joke. It's like the butt of where am I's like name as a joke. And we picked up A is for Alzheimer's, the start of that goddamn four episode series, yeah. because we thought it was going to be. An Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's. Alpha, an Alzheimer's alphabet, you know, like the so the, the exercise that people with Alzheimer's do, where they wake up and they do the alphabet of things throughout their life to like remember things. Mm. I thought that was going to be the the show. I thought that was going to mm. be four episodes of a guy trying to remember things based purely upon the letters that he like That's a would good write idea himself. For a story, though. Yeah. Um, it's an exercise. Yeah. Like, like people people create mechanisms. Like some people record videotapes and play like a like they watch a twenty minute tape every morning and it says, This is your wife, you've been married for X amount of years, like she is not some invader in your house, you've known each other for a long time. Um, Please try to remember this person. But like and then they put tattoos on themselves and then they have to um, kill the person that their tattoos say they have to kill the person, and they're That's not. That's a really good plot. Yeah, there's, there should be like a movie about that. Or like yeah. film backwards, maybe. Film the backwards. Yeah, like in these like l- you've never like it would almost be better in like black and white, right? <laughs> I mean, at this point, yes. It's Memento. <laughs> it's a Christopher Nolan movie. Anyway, um, 
We're reading something called... I, what? Okay. Wait, no. Wait, we're reading Third Parent? Fuck. We're reading Third Parent. I thought we were reading Edith. Shit. Alright, reintroduce story. Wait, which one's which? Third Parent is the... So the Third premise Parent is of- kid growing up under weird circumstances. Okay. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> It's almost like we should read Edith's memory now because it has a better build-up. Yeah. Um, No, I'll just delete the last two minutes. I sat down to do this story with these boys because last time I was... uh, And this is truth. Last time I was here sitting on the couch... The last time I was here sitting on this... Every time you acknowledge it, I have to fucking cut it. So you're just creating more work for me now. We need to all be on board with this idea that I'm cutting the last two minutes. Which at this point is like which six is, minutes. Which is the last three minutes now. Thank you. Okay. So the reason I got onto this story with these boys is because the last time you were in town and I'm talking to Tom Bongbadil, uh, I, I tossed up the idea of saying, hey... Um, story of a woman with orange or weird kid recalling facts wrong, like unreliable narrator, like weird kind of parental situation. And we both said J horror fruit art house bullshit. (laughs) And um, it turned out to kind of be like that kind of art house bullshit, J horror tropes. And, um, It was very interesting. It was a fun story. But you said, and I quote, if you can possibly save this story for me, save it for the next time I come down to record. And I shit you not, six months later, here we are, and we are recording the fucking story that we almost did last time. So 27 episodes fucking later, and we're doing the other one that you wanted to do. So, uh, this is episode 130, and we are going to read the story that is titled Third Parent, and this is from Reddit No Sleep. Um, what, what, what do you think of when you think of the phrase third parent? Um, so... Because I think of a Gary. So I... You know, Gary. Gary. The one who comes by and snuggles with your mom and makes thick in the warm. I when I hear the phrase third parent, first of all, I I think this is because I'm high, but I hear the like th- I hear it as third leg, and that is <laughs> and that's my dick. <laughs> of course, of course, that's my dick. Uh, but so penis jokes aside, I, when I hear third parent, I I like that title because it's like you should know that three parents don't exist. There are two. That's how to make make a baby and so like it's that like kind of yes but i'm in a situation right now where there's a girl and she is no there's it's one of four for who the father is okay so like you know i mean there are those situations as well there are those I, the, there are those situations but i feel like this narrative is literally saying i am a child and i grew up with three yeah parental figures in my life and you know that makes me and i'm being serious this time is saying one is mommy one is daddy and one is mr man who shows up next to my bed at night 
Yeah, like an, a, a pseudo imaginary, perhaps, you know, friend, but, but perhaps done in a yeah. way that's like yeah. it's not an imaginary friend. Whereas it's like imaginary friend is sparkles and has solves all my problems for me, my yeah. five-year-old sure. problems. This is sure. this is more like just the mundaneness of oh yeah, and this is my third parent. And, and I grew up all my life with this person in my life, and everyone always asked who is that person because it is not your parent, and I have had to say X. And I have experienced why. And I just hope it's... I just hope it's interesting. Above all else, I just hope it's interesting. Because, you know, what would kill me right now is if it literally just did, like... I'm a kid, and I have a mom and a dad, and that's Gary. And Gary hangs out with my mom and my dad when the bedroom door is closed a lot. And then he <laughs> leaves, but he sometimes stays for dinner and sometimes goes outside and plays catch with me. Like, that would make me want to shoot myself. More than, you know, more than already. Yeah. That, that I already... Nah. I just felt the need to really just... To hammer it in Existential the... dread. Yeah. yeah. I, I had a D&D character idea that was kind of like the opposite of this, where instead of third parent, it's no parents. Where they just... Not as an orphan, but Raised as by in, wolves? But no, as in they grew up and remember a normal childhood, but they for some reason just... They know they must have been taken care of by someone, but they can't. They For the life of them, remember. don't remember who it is, and it's like they remember being at a birthday table and like they having cake, and someone went out and bought that cake, but they can't. Yeah, and just, you know, you know what I just realized? Hmm. You must not have played much Legend of Zelda as a kid. Not too much. Link literally does not have parents. Link just exists as a character, yeah. like. He's raised by the forest. He's raised by the forest people. Like, he is the town's child. He is, like, the elf culture's child. Like... Okay. In so many different forms of that game, or that series, I should say, that character exists solely as, like, a communitative... A community collective. But that's not... Uh, yeah, I think it's and kind he of... he doesn't a, question it. yeah. Okay. And it's never really explicitly said. Yeah. But your character sounds dope. But <laughs> this sounds dope too. So Yes it does. What what do you think when you think third parent? I say now to where am I? Um I mean I, I do go to like the imaginary figure. Um like that that's kind of what what I would imagine. Like, you know, almost like the guy that like whispers behind your ear that like you know, the, you know, hearing voices almost like you don't. The child doesn't realize that that, that this is something that is uh, not normal. It's just a know? mature. It's a mature entity in his life, and he just listens to it because yeah. because it says the things that his parents say, or it says something. Like yeah, it says something. It doesn't necessarily like you know. Uh, and I'm thinking of like you know maybe like a, a multiple personalities, like a schizophrenia, sure. like any of those. You know, like sure. mental disorders where like you're, you know, all of a sudden you're hearing this voice and you're just assuming that, that everyone, everyone hears yeah. this voice. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're uh, young uh, enough that. Oh, everyone has the voice in the back oh. of their head that tells you to do things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, cause there's some people who think that like when you close your eyes that like you can like 
hear your own thoughts and like as we all know no one no, when you just close your eyes you just completely blank out right yeah yeah and like no one like it's a sign of that you have cancer and must uh research it on webmd <laughs> <laughs> so if you close your I'm eyes dying. i'm dying i'm dying i'm dying <laughs> 500 new people just declare themselves dying. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dead already. So, uh, we're going to read a story called Third Parent here on Lots of Pos- Who wants to fucking start? Sure. I say Tom. Okay. Fuck okay. you. Fair enough. <laughs> Fuck you. I say Tom. Go for he's it. on my left. Go for it. <laughs> I like how you immediately speak up wanting to start. Well, and, I, uh, it was simply a matter of being decisive. Like You jumped. You know what? You, you know were what? decisive Fuck you, too Tom. late. You know what? Fuck you, Tom. What? Sit back. Because where am I going to start this shit? Okay. He showed... He showed and he rolled initiative. a twenty. He rolled a twenty on initiative. You fuck. Third parent. My Our name no is no sleep. Twenty two. Sorry, Reddit no sleep. Yep. Third okay. parent. My my name is Matt, and my childhood wasn't normal, not by any stretch of the word. Something happened to my family that is almost impossible to understand, but AIDS. I'm gonna. But I'm going to try my best to explain those five years. It's always AIDS. Five years of my life I spent in terror. Like rent. Five years of my life we all lived in fear. Like rent. Five years (laughs) we'll never get back. Okay. A year of love and five years. 525,600 years we'll never get back. (laughs) My father, Spencer... Spence. 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 <laughs> We're gonna call him out on shit, aren't we? Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a rough episode. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. My father, Spence, wasn't a very strong man, both physically and mentally. He was the type of dad who often let our mother speak for the both of them. Now, he wasn't a complete pushover, but he often wasn't content to just go with the flow rather than alter it. He worked hard and dedicated his free time to us, his family. He made sure our needs were taken care of, his soft assurances, the unseen foundation of our family. My mother, Megan, uh, was the head of the house. She was outspoken, independent, and extremely loyal to all of us. She loved my father's quiet ways, and even from a young age, I could see the chemistry flowing strong between them. My little Steph... No, continue. I would say chemistry such as the, oh, step in my balls in your heels kind of type. You know, like, oh, you're so independent, step on my balls. I'm just picturing dominatrix, but... Step on my balls. Anyway, little sister. My little sister, Stephanie, was a year younger than I. Too light to step on my balls. <laughs> she looked I up... I someone me. heavier. We don't even know the age of this character right now. Oh, she's too light. Believe you. <laughs> she needs to be Megan. Megan, only Megan can step on my balls. Uh, she looked up to me and my father. <clears throat> always told me it was my responsibility to look after her. We got along as best we could. And even though I gave her all kinds of brotherly hardship, I did love her. We lived in a suburban, middle-class community, complete stock photo of the dream America. My father worked a respectable 9-to-5 job 
while my mother taught yoga classes out of the house. Uh, It was a neat life, organized and structured. Uh, Everything was discussed and considered and acted upon as a family. Uh, It was a good home to grow up in. But that was before he showed up. That was before the third parent. Let's all say it at the same time. Three, two, one. The third parent. (laughs) (laughs) It's always AIDS. I will take the next part. Sit the fuck back. July, 1989. I was sitting at the she dinner table. Classes in 89. I was sitting at a dinner table, waiting for my father to finish cooking. That's it was a his. Point. <laughs> it was his turn tonight, and my stomach roared for his rosemary chicken. My sister Stephanie lay on her stomach in the living room, coloring the slut. Her golden blonde hair fell across her. She's like eight. Her golden blonde hair fell across her shoulders in waves, and she looked up at me, smiling. She extended what she had been working on, and I nodded, completely unimpressed. Thank you for telling us that you were unimpressed with this eight-year-old's drawing. Well, I mean, we haven't actually established that she's eight yet. I've just made that. She's acting like 30-something lying on the ground yeah, colored. she's just coloring. She sniffed at me and continued her sketch. My mother walked into the kitchen, pulling her hair back from her freshly showered face. Everyone gone? My father asked from the stove. My mother nodded. Yes, Spence, the house is ours again. It's so much better teaching yoga in the basement, so much cooler. I'm glad we finished the basement over the winter. My clients are relieved as well. It's a scorcher out there today. Okay. Mom, can you sit down so we can eat? I begged from my spot at the table. My mother turned to me and laughed. Again, it's 36. Matt, the hungriest 36-year-old, this (laughs) side of the Mississippi. Why don't you ask your dad to hurry up? He's the one cooking. It's six, by the way. I placed my four... Don't tell the audience anything. They'll have to assume to make... No! They have to play along. I placed my forehead... They are trapped. (laughs) They are at whim with our narrative. I placed my forehead on the table's lip. I'm going to die. (laughs) Stephanie looked up from her coloring book. Matt, don't be li- don't be crazy. It's realistically, she's like three or four. You're crazy, I muttered, not looking up. No, she said, sticking her tongue out at me. All right, all right, my father said, turning from the stove. In his hands, he held a steaming platter of chicken. Come sit down, Steph. The food is ready. I ordered my sister the sight of the seasoned meat, causing me to salivate. As she pulled herself up from the floor, the slut, my mother taking a place beside me, we all froze as someone knocked on the front door. My mother and father exchanged puzzled looks. My dad placed the food down on the table and told us all to hold on a minute. Groaning, I watched him walk to the front door. He peeked through the keyhole, and I saw him visibly tense, my whole body cementing like a statue which is to say as hard as stone which is to say like my penis (laughs) third leg (laughs) third leg Spence 
who is it? My mother asked. My father slowly turned back around to us, all blood draining from his face. His eyes were wide, and I saw fear dilate his pupils. He licked his lips and shot Stephanie and I a look. It's Drew Carey. And he's fat again. (laughs) Spence, my mom pressed, her face contorting with concern. No, this can't happen, not again. I heard my father whisper, staring off into the middle distance. The middle distance. Not the long. The middle distance. The average median distance. The door shook as another series of knocks echoed throughout the house. That was the house. My mom stood, her voice cracking with contagious fear. Spence, who is it? What's going on? I'm so sorry, my father mumbled, clutching his stomach, his face, a pale sheet. His stare in the middle, distance. I have to let him in. Before any of us could say anything else, my dad turned and opened the door. Dying sunlight blinded me, and I squinted to see who our unannounced visitor was. Hi, I'm Tommy Taffy. It's good to see you again, Spence. I watched as my father... That that is the actual line, okay. I watched as my father slowly backed away from the door. A man entered our house and shut the door behind him. My young mind tried to make sense of what I was seeing, but even at that age... I knew something wasn't right with this unexpected guest. He was about six foot and had a shock of golden hair cut tight along his scalp. He wore khaki shorts and a white t-shirt that said, Hi! in red cartoon font. But that wasn't what caught my eye, it was his skin. It was completely devoid of pores, a perfectly smooth, creamy texture that looked almost like soft plastic. He's a a, a Mr. T-esque figure. Mr. T? Yeah. Pity the Fool? Yeah. Do you not mean Mr. Potato Head? No, I mean Mr. T. You mean Pity the Fool, gold chains around my neck. Right. That's how I'm imagining this. Is, his, it's like a Mr. T-esque with a, a, a giant high instead of, like, the gold chains. <laughs> I, like, I don't like, like where you're I, going, like, so I'm going to continue the story. <laughs> Fair enough. His face was a gentle pool of pink. His mouth a cheerful cut along his cheeks, revealing a white strip of teeth. But they weren't teeth. It was just... A smooth, edgeless row, like he had a mouth guard on. His nose was just a slight rise out of his face, like a doll, void of nostrils. And his eyes. His eyes were twin puddles of sparkling blue, shining out at us from his flawless, eerie face. They were wide. It's like a giant Ken doll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were wide, which means he doesn't have a dick. He does not have a third leg. They were wide, like he was in a constant state of surprise. And they shifted around the room to look at us in quick, jarring motion. His smile widened, and he raised a flawless hand to us at the table. Hi! I'm Tommy Taffy! It's good to meet you! I noticed he didn't have any fingernails, or 
Skin defects, no wrinkles or bruises, nothing. It was like he was a living, talking, human-sized doll. Okay. Spence, my mother croaked, recognition blooming in her eyes. It's going to be okay, Megan, my father said, voice shaking. Let's just be polite to our new guest, okay? Five years. The man, Tommy, <laughs> cocked his head towards my father. <laughs> my dad took a step back, raising his hands. I mean, our new friend. The frozen smile never left Tommy's molded mm. face. <laughs> there was no humor in his strange laugh. It sounded like he was clearing his throat or imitating a really bad chuckle. It was too pronounced, each syllable sounding too deliberate. My father forced a smile onto his face. I, I meant he looked desperately at my mother, who offered him no help, her body frozen in absolute fear. I meant meet your new parent, kids. Stephanie, who was standing by our mother, frowned. He's not our dad, you are, and why does he look so funny? Stephanie. My mother hissed, gripping my sister's shoulder. Tommy laughed and walked forward to crouch in front of Stephanie. It's not nice to make fun of people who look different, is it? My sister looked at her feet, blushing. Tommy tasseled her hair. It's okay. Buck up, kiddo. We're going to get along just fine. I'm going to help your parents raise you. It's a big job being a mommy and a daddy. Sometimes mommy and daddies need help. Tommy turned to my parents that ever-present plastic smile stretching his face. I helped their mommy and daddies raise them. Isn't that right, Spence? Megan. Megan pulled Stephanie away as my father nodded nervously. <laughs> That's right, kids, he did. Tommy smiled and turned to me. I was still sitting at the table. Taking the odd scene in, I didn't understand what was happening. Didn't know who this weird-looking man was or what he wanted. What he was saying didn't make any sense, but my parents seemed to know him, so I kept my speculations to myself. And you must be mad, Tommy said, walking over to me. I didn't look at him, trading my eyes to stare at my empty plate. I would be fucking terrified to look at this thing. God damn. I'm terrified of toys and dolls and shit. Like a, like a life-size ventriloquist mm. on me? Fuck off. I, I'd shit my fucking pants. I'd do my pants. At that age, I probably was still shitting my pants. Probably. Like, oh like, I would have just... Uh, hey, Tom. <laughs> I suddenly wasn't hungry anymore. I could feel the strange man beside me, his presence filling my head. I licked my lips and felt my heart begin to race. I didn't like this intruder. Something about him felt dangerous. Yeah. Tommy walked behind me, chuckling, his hands sliding over my s slender shoulders. Oh, it looks like we have a shy one. That's okay. I'll help him with that, he said to my parents. His fingers dug into my skin and I winced but kept my mouth shut. Don't touch him, my mother hissed, eyes going wide. Tommy looked up at her, mouth stretched. <laughs> my dad outstretched his hand, alarmed. Uh, d don't be so rude, Megan. Tommy continued to stare at my mother, who nervously lowered her eyes. Are you staying for dinner? Stephanie suddenly asked, breaking the tense silence. 
The eerie doll man let go of my shoulders, one of his hands sliding across my cheek and into my hair. Oh yes, I'll be here for quite a while. And that was how Tommy Taffy entered our lives. At six years old, I didn't know any better than to seriously question what was happening. Even though my parents acted unsettled at his arrival, their constant assurances that he was a friend pushed away any lingering doubt I had. As the days turned into weeks, I began to grow accustomed to Tommy's presence in our house. My initial fear slowly receded to wary caution. Oh, there it is. I soon learned that Tommy didn't like company. Whenever my mother had her yoga classes, Tommy would pull her off into a corner and whisper something to her. I would watch all this with silent eyes. I would see my mother's face grow pale and she would nod, whispering back unknown assurances. Then Tommy would turn, that ever-present smile plastered on his face, and walk upstairs until the class was over. My parents told Stephanie and I that we weren't to talk about Tommy to our friends outside of the house. Tommy wasn't a part of our lives. I don't know why, but both my sister and I obeyed. Another thing I noticed was that Tommy never ate. He would sit at the table with us, but never partook in the meal. Stephanie asked him once if he was ever hungry, and Tommy just smiled at her silently and stroked her head. During the evenings, he would gather our family into the living room and give us a short lesson on how to be good person. My parents never spoke during these talks, just sat next to us, nodding. Tommy told us not to make fun of others, to love our friends and enemies, and always help those in need. He told us that's why he was here with us, to help my parents raise us, that we could come talk to him if we had a problem at school or didn't know how to handle certain situations. It went on like this for a month, and that's when my mother lost it. Uh... I I was trying to think of something the mother lost and um, I can't think of anything other than like dignity I think she's just gonna go ballistic (laughs) fucking murderous I mean the the mom is the independent one August 1989 my father had just arrived home from work and I was sitting at the kitchen table doing my homework my mother was cooking dinner, and Stephanie was practicing her dance for an upcoming, upcoming school play. Upcoming. <clears throat> I'll upscome you any day. <laughs> she was going to be a ballerina and had three weeks to learn a few s- simple spins and twirls. She had been diligently practicing over the past few days, but she couldn't get it right. She, ooh. she was young, and her temper was getting the better of her. That's when Tommy decided to help her. He had been sitting on the couch, watching her, when suddenly he rose and stood behind my sister, placing his hands gently over her shoulders. Let me help, sweetie, he cooed, with his voice carrying a cheerful note. My mother spun around from the stove, and I saw her visibly tense. She didn't like Tommy touching us. She gripped the wooden spoon in her hand until her knuckles went white, watching as Tommy crouched and cupped Stephanie's body with his hands. He took her hands in his from behind and gently guided her arms and waist, his cheek pressing gently against my sister's. Tommy let her learn on her own, my mother said, voice shaking. Tommy didn't even look at her, just kept guiding my sister. 
I could hear my father coming down the stairs, freshly changed from a day at the office. Just so you guys know, I am still imagining like a Ken doll Mr. T style. Like, I, I hate it. <laughs> the, uh, the audacity that you have to imagine such a thing. When I, am, when I am imagining a straight white male. Continue. Tommy. Why does there have... <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Continue. Tommy spun my sister, and for the first time, she nailed a twirl. Her little feet twisting in a, her body in a complete circle. Tommy clapped his hands once, and then leaned down and kissed Stephanie on the cheek. Good girl. Don't do that, my mother shrieked, dropping the spoon, her face draining of blood. I jumped up in my seat at the table and swallowed hard. I didn't know my, why my mom was getting so upset. He was just helping her. I always know deep down that it was a bad idea to yell at the new member of our family. It was a guts instinct of a child, a gentle warning that rumbled in my head. Tommy stood. <laughs> my father was standing at the foot of the stairs now, frozen, unsure of what to make of the confrontation. Megan? What's wrong? He asked. My mother's eyes nef never left Tommy. Spence, I can't do any this anymore. I can't keep pretending everything is alright. We know what this we know what this monster is. We know what he did to our town all those years ago. I want him out of the house. She's gonna die. <laughs> Two parents. <laughs> Dude, the second parent. Uh, my my father's eye went wide, panic blooming in his face. Megan! He licked his lips, darting his eyes back and forth from us. Don't be rude. Tommy has been such a big help. My mom grit her teeth. Stop that. Stop pretending we want... We want him here. I can't watch this happen. I want him out. She's the one who's gonna be out, I feel. Very slowly, Tommy wants walked into the kitchen and stood in front of my mother. He looked down at her, perfect blue eyes shining like crystal moons. His voice was like frozen silk. Megan, would you come down to the basement with me? I need to have a few words with you. My mother took a step back. Get away from me. Get away from my family. You're not welcome here anymore. She turned her desperate she turned desperate eyes to my father. Spence do something. He's not going to do something. <laughs> My dad raised his hand in a gesture of helplessness. <laughs> I, could, I could see he was terrified. Stephanie was watching from the living room, her lip quivering, eyes watering. I suddenly, want to, I, wanted, I suddenly wanted to go comfort her, but I felt glued to the chair. Come on now, Megan, just a quick word. Fuck you, my mother spat. I gasped. My heart dropping into my stomach. I had never heard my mother swear before, and it scared me stiff. Suddenly, my, Tommy grabbed my mother... <laughs> Suddenly, Tommy burped. <laughs> grabbed, grabbed my mother by the back of the neck, the smile never leaving his face. He yanked her to the bas basement door. You know, it was that damn burp. That damn burp was just the, the needle on the haystack. <laughs> Spence! Stop him! Help me! My mother screamed, helplessly trying to remove Tommy's iron grip from her. My Tommy shot my dad a look that froze him where he stood. 
I'm sorry, Megan. We, we need to do what he says, he cried. Stephanie was now openly crying, hands at her side, tears running down her face. I felt sick as I watched Tommy open up the open up the basement door and drag my mother down into the darkness. The door stamp closed behind them. It was silent for a few minutes, and then the screams began. I had never heard my mother scream before, and the sound of it shattered me. My father ran into the kitchen and scooped me up into his arms, then snatched Stephanie up with the other one. He marched us upstairs to the bedroom and dumped us on, on the bed. We sat huddled like that for hours, none of us speaking a word. My mother continued to scream. Finally, long after the sun set, we heard the basement door open. Mom's sleeping in the basement tonight, Tommy called out. March, 1991. Two years passed. After that night, my mother never resisted or talked back to Tommy again. When she came out of the basement the following morning, I expected to see her covered in bruises and blood, but I could see no visible signs of violence. I was too young to understand what had happened, why my mother now walked with a limp for the rest of her life. She didn't speak to my father for a month. Yeah. And even then, it was just enough to get by. I noticed my father crying a lot during those two years. I didn't know what was happening to my family, but I kept my mouth shut and obeyed the rules. Listen to Tommy. Don't talk about Tommy to the others. Things went calm during those two years. Tommy continued to give us life lessons and be a part of our home, but no one but my family knew he was living with us. He was our secret, the dark star that hung above our heads. Uh, I learned to smile around Tommy, as did my sister. If he thought we were happy, he seemed more relaxed. But that night, my mother challenged him. That changed something. Every couple months, Tommy would assert his authority over my parents. He would test them, stretch the limits of their patience and nerves. Most of the time, my father and mother would humbly submit to whatever mind games he played with them. Uh, Most of the time, he would do or say something to Stephanie or myself. Uh, It always made me uncomfortable. Sometimes he would have us sit on his lap while he stroked our hair. Sometimes... He'd sing strange songs to my sister about love. I love you, I love you, you're a little girl, let me love you, I want to love you. (laughs) Deep down inside. Sometimes he would make us take a bath together while he watched. (laughs) (laughs) I always put on a brave face during these times. Stephanie was young still, so... She wasn't as bothered as I was. Uh, it would, it was uncomfortable, and I would look to my parents for guidance. With pale faces, they'd nod silently, and I continued in whatever activity we were forced into doing. Uh, it was the early part of 1991 when the next awful thing happened to my family. Tommy pushed the limits once again. Uh, I rubbed sleep from my eyes and looked at my race car clock on the wall. Uh, The glow in the dark hands read about 2 a.m. I could hear something in the hallway outside my room. 
sounded like someone crying. Where was Tommy? First thing to check. I checked the dark corners of my room to make sure he wasn't there watching me sleep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> when I was assured he wasn't, yeah, what the fuck? Could I, I don't even know if I could sleep with someone just fucking watching me. That's so goddamn, like, terrifying to think yeah. of. Yeah. This, like, just rubber man just sitting in the corner just, like, smiling at you with, like, unblinking... But he's not necessarily there when you go to sleep. He's just there when you wake up. Oh, fuck. I don't like that. I don't like that just as much as I don't like him being there. Like, if if he was standing there and I was trying to go to sleep, I'd be like, fuck. I'd like, try to, like, roll over and look in a different direction yeah. or something. And then, like, you know, if I woke up and he was just, like, right fucking there, I'd be like, oh, fuck. You know, like, every morning would be like, fuck this. <laughs> Shut When I was assured he wasn't, I pulled the covers away and slipped to the floor. I crept to my door and looked out into the darkness. I could see a figure sitting on the floor by my sister's closed door. A person. I squinted in the black and realized it, it was my father, with his hands over his face. He was sobbing, his back against the wall. Dad? I whispered. My father looked up and immediately shooed me back into my room. I just stood there as my eyes adjusted to the night. My father's face was a mess of blood and bruises. Go back to bed, Matt, please, he cried. I took a hesitant step out into the hallway. Dad, what happened to your face? What's going on? Did Tommy do that? My father's eyes went wide and he shushed me. No, 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 of course not. Don't say such things. Tommy is a... He's, he's here to help us be a better family. I walked closer to my dad, and I froze as I passed my sister's door. I could hear muffled cries from inside. I could hear fear. I could, I could smell toast. Dad? I whispered, pointing to the door. What's wrong with staff? My father wiped a trail of blood from his lips, eyes watering, anguish stretching his features. Come here, Matt. I crawled into his outstretched arms as something loud banged up against the wall from my sister's room. I jumped, and my father curled me into his chest. I could feel, I could feel tears drip onto my head as he fought back misery. Tommy's in there, isn't he? I said quietly. My dad sniffled. Yes, son. I looked up into his bloody face. What did you do, dad? My dad tried to smile, but his, his face wouldn't cooperate. He, he wanted to do something with your sister I didn't like. I told him no. As he spoke, I realized I could hear my mother crying from the bedroom. My dad cupped his hand under my chin. We can't say no to Tommy, okay? Remember that. My sister screamed from her bedroom. A shrill, piercing cry that shook me to my soul. I gripped my father's arm. Why is he here? I whispered. 
Why can't he just go away? My father was silent for a moment, and then lowered his mouth to my ear. Listen to me, Matt. This is very important. When you grow up, do not have children. He follows those with children. I shifted in my father's arms as something was dragged across the hardwood floor from the other side of the wall. My father grit his teeth, more tears spilling. We don't know who he is, or, or what he is. He came to our town when we were little boys and girls, just like you and Stephanie. Your mother and I lived two houses down from one another. Tommy infested our street. I don't know how. He was... Everywhere, always. He'd be at my house, but also across the street, and also at your mother's. And at the same time, I don't know what he wants, what his purpose is. He just showed up one day. He just showed up and wouldn't go away. God knows my father tried. Is that how Grandpa died? I asked. I had never met my Grandpa. I just knew he died years before I was born. My father nodded. Yes, Matt. Tommy... Tommy had to teach him a lesson. He had to teach the entire street a lesson. After that, why can't you just... Just, just kill him? I whispered ever so softly. My dad brought his mouth closer to my ear. His voice was barely audible. It's free real estate. <laughs> we tried. We tried everything. We burned him, shot him, cut him into pieces, but it never worked. He always came back, knocking at our door. And someone had to pay. Someone always has to pay. If we didn't follow his rules, someone had to pay. Tommy was our secret. He was our invisible monster. Hidden from the outside world, deaths were covered up, abuse was brushed under the rug, because we knew, we knew if anyone said a word, Tommy would make it bad forever had to face his punishment. I digested all this with the understanding of an eight-year-old, and the only thing I could think to say was, when is he going away? My father kissed the top of my head. Three more years. The bedroom door suddenly opened, and my father jumped, tumbling me out of his arms. Tommy stood in the darkness, his face perfectly composed, except he was breathing hard. His plastic face scared me, his two blue eyes glowing out of the black. Tommy jabbed a thumb over his shoulder at the silent bedroom. She's gonna sleep like a log tonight. So, um, so what do you think he does to the women in the uh, family? This, is it a murky, is it a murky area of Yeah, there's a lot of applied things going on that's not outright said. Um... Uh, that's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that's just like wrong. I, I have that sick feeling in my stomach right now. <laughs> yeah, um, that's the that's not right. Speaking of 
saying and implying. I think we got a little too much exposition at the, with the dad there. Agreed. Yeah. It's, Agreed. Don't explain it. Yeah. Don't explain it so much. Just like one or like maybe one or it two things. It existed when we were kids, and you don't. He'll, he's almost gone. Yeah. yeah. September. Do you remember? Third of September. I was run away from Tommy. Taffy. He was tor- raping my mom and sister. Ooh. Ha 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 ha! Fuck it, Tommy Taffy. Raping all my family. Ha-ha. Never was a funny day. Yeah, it's good. So September, <laughs> you know you're putting that song. It's like 1993. If it if it lines up well enough, you you yeah. know you know I will. We had one year left, one more year. I can almost see the desperation in my parents' eyes grow every day, begging the calendar to advance. We're almost through the nightmare. I you thought a lot. To go down. I thought a lot about what my father had told me that horrible night in the hallway. I thought about what he must have gone through as a child, what he must have experienced. I wonder how bad things must have gone for Tommy to murder my grandfather. I realize now that despite all the awful things Tommy was doing, my father's submission was keeping us alive. His agonized silence kept Tommy's wrath at bay. Looking back, I can't imagine the mental torture he had endured during those five years. Stephanie didn't talk much after that night in Speaking March. Speaking of torture... I noticed her charismatic personality declined drastically, and suddenly she was an unsmiling, silent child. I don't think she understood what happened to her, and as she grew up, I think her mind slowly began to build a wall, blocking that night out from her mind's eye. My mother and father seemed to be extra compliant that year. They engaged in Tommy's nighttime lessons with added enthusiasm, and my mother desperately made sure Stephanie and I reacted in ways that made Tommy happy but I didn't make it out unscathed. Tommy was sure to make his mark on our entire family. I was sitting in my room with the door closed. It was almost dinner time and everyone was downstairs getting ready. I could hear Tommy laughing from the living room. I looked down at the magazine one of my friends at school had given me. It was a Playboy. We had poured over the page. I want want to fucking masturbate, okay? We had (laughs) poured. I want to fucking touch my Tommy Taffy. Tommy Taffy's got a watch, though. Isn't he nine years old? Yeah, at this point. Uh, Like, he's like. 10, 11. We had poured over the pages at our school, giggling and ogling over the naked women scattered throughout the magazine. I'd never seen anything like it. It was my first exposure to that world. It made my heart race in ways I enjoyed and felt something weird, but pleasurable stirring inside of me. I mean, I guess that's, that's like, you know... I looked at boobies when I was 10. It was fun. It was fun to look at tits. (laughs) I had asked my friend if I could borrow the magazine, and he had let me. Yeah, this is before they know what they're supposed to do with that age. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just ogling, he said. I adjusted myself on the bed and poured over the nude photos. I couldn't believe women actually let people take pictures of them like that. I felt something stir in my crotch as I turned another page. My heart was racing, and I felt hot. My cheeks flush. I was on the last page when I heard something from the doorway. What you got there, Matt? I whipped my head up, jumping. 
the magazine falling to the floor. Tommy was watching me from the door. I hadn't even heard him open it. Nothing? I mumbled, snatching the Playboy up and shoving it under my pillow. Tommy walked over to me. <laughs> Chills. I, I, I didn't hear you come in, I mumbled, blushing. Tommy reached under my pillow and pulled out the magazine. It's not nice to lie. I've told you that. Why were you lying to me, Matt? I swallowed hard, heart thundering against my ribcage. I, I'm sorry I was... I'm... I trailed off miserably as Tommy thumbed through the pages. He glanced down at me. Do you like this? Do you I like knew I, the boobies? I knew I couldn't lie to him again. I nodded, my skin flush, eyes on the floor. Tommy smiled and sat down next to me. On the bed, one hand resting on my thigh. Do these pictures make you feel... good? I didn't look at him as I nodded again. Suddenly, Tommy slid his hand over my crotch and gave and gave it a gentle squeeze. Oh, watch your watch your what? there. Does it make your penis feel good, Matt? I jumped. His touch, scaring me. I don't think it's. He removed his hand, and chuckled. His strip of seamless teeth sparkling. Tommy put the magazine down and cupped his hand under my chin. Do you know how to masturbate, Matt? Has your father told you how to do that? Wait. I want a lesson on this. I wait. Was you would punish him. My breath came in short. Why would a gaps. father teach his son how to yeah, no. Because you're supposed to be a responsible parent. Grab your meat, son. Let's get to it. <laughs> my father. Oh, my breath came in short gasps. His hand cool and smooth against my face. I didn't know what he was talking about, didn't know what he wanted me to say. I just stared at him with helpless eyes. Tommy sighed. It's probably best he hasn't. It's a sensitive discussion I feel like I should have with you, not him. You're what? Ten now? I nodded, paralyzed. Tommy slowly reached down and grasped my my crotch again. Do you want me to show you how to do it? I squirmed under his grip. No, 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 thank you, Tommy. Tommy smiled gently. It's okay to be scared. Growing up is scary. You're going to be such a handsome young man. He stroked my cheek with his other hand. One now on my cheek, the other still grasping my crotch. Have you had your first kiss yet? Tommy, please, I cried, feeling tears begin to form in my eyes. Tommy pushed me back on the bed and I was there staring up at him as he cupped my head in his hands. You don't have to be afraid of growing up, Tommy. There's a lot of good things to look forward to. And just think, when you have children, I'll come help you raise them. It's going to be fun. Let let me go, I whispered, openly crying, his breath hot on my face. Tommy suddenly leaned down and kissed me, his lips engulfing mine. I let out a squeal of panic as I felt his tongue slip into my mouth, his grip tightening around my crotch. His mouth tasted of rotting fruit and decaying meat, a rush of filth that invaded my taste buds. He rolled his lips around mine and then pulled away and whispered, Not going to get hard for me? How far is the scene gonna go? I just cried. 
staring up at him with shocked, panic eyes. Tommy smiled and whispered in my ear, That's okay. He suddenly sat up, releasing me. Come on! Dinner's ready! Shaking, I wiped my face and let him help me off the bed. I wasn't hungry. Uh, on that gross and terrifying note. Uh, yeah, I'm really glad I got to read that part. It's <laughs> a great fucking story you guys picked. I wanted to thank you guys for making me read that on, yeah. this, on this show. Uh, we didn't know, uh, I'm just being sarcastic. Uh, I fucking loved it. Let's talk about dicks some more. You want to touch my dick? You want to hold my dick? Hold my dick! July 1994. So he's 12, I think. As the uh, 11. This is the this is the la- the last oh, thing happened last in the year. fourth year. Yeah. So this is the fifth year. Right, right. Where am I is the smart one here, so he can do the maths. Um, I'm the only one that has to drive, so that also. <laughs> yes. Uh, as the days marched closer and closer towards July, my family developed a silent, optimistic, a desperate, silent, optimistic. Optimism. Optimism. A desperate plea to help make this all stop. To make it all go away. My mother and father had made sure there was no reason for another hard lesson. They bend over backwards for for Tommy, begging through clamped teeth that we all make it through July without another incident. I just realized, I think I've missed the opportunity to, like, do the Tommy Wiseau voice this entire time. <laughs> that would make it... Oh, hey, everybody. <laughs> it makes her dick hard, doesn't it? It's okay. Dinner's ready. <laughs> You're my favorite child. <laughs> I'm just now picturing waking up with Tommy Wiseau. You're tearing me apart, Megan! <laughs> Megan, we must have a lesson in the basement. Come on, let's go. <sighs> You're my favorite basement. On July 3rd, we woke up to find Tommy Taffy was gone. Five years to the day, we couldn't believe it. He had simply vanished overnight. We checked the entire house, my mother weeping tears of re- of relieved joy that the nightmare was finally over. Over checking every inch of the house three times over, we met in the living room, embracing each other as a family. Tommy had moved on. The sentence was over. My father called out of work and we went away for two weeks to the beach. I'm fucking leaving the country. I am not... What the fuck is this go to the beach shit? Tom, Tommy's going to exist no matter where you go. No, but I'm just... Just for the memory of it, I'm just like, Okay, new life, we're going to France. None of you kids have children. We're sterilizing you now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my father... My father was out of work and we went away to the two beaches... Two weeks to the beach... During those two weeks, I kept expecting to wake up with Tommy standing over me, that horrific smile on his face, but he didn't. So the parents knew when they made the decision to have children that this was going to happen. I'm sure they hoped that it wouldn't, but part of them always knew it was. Like, like the dad gave into it almost immediately the minute he knew who it was. So, like, I don't know if he just experienced... Like, he experienced it as a kid, which gave him the ability to know that... If Tommy was back, he does this to everyone who has kids. Like, you know, just a little deductive yeah. reason. So we're just assuming that this didn't happen. This isn't like a, a multi-cycle cycle. Like, this is the second iteration of the pattern. Maybe Grandfather fought him because Grandfather experienced him as a child. 
Yeah, it's, we never went there. It doesn't. It, it's not. There's, terribly, it's not terribly know. relevant. True, but it, I do. I do agree that there is at least someone who probably should have figured out that this goes by kids and should have just. Yeah. Yeah. The, I mean, maybe this is the first one to figure it out. Yeah, maybe because it might be the second iteration. Or, you know, perhaps. It, it was over. My parents did their best to rebuild our family, fill in the cracks that had been made during those long years. And to love them dearly for it, but some monsters just can't be forgotten. I don't know what Toffee Taffy was or where, where he came from. I don't think I'll ever know. What was his purpose? Why did he do those awful things to us? I pour over the possible answers into my head, and my head splits, finding myself crying. The memory's too much to dig up. Some things are just left dead in the past. But I haven't forgotten my father told me in the hallway that awful night outside my sister's room. I'm 33 now, and I have remained unmarried and without children. I can't risk it. I can't risk that monster coming back into my life. I never understood why my parents chose to have kids. They both have, had been exposed to Tommy during their childhood, so why have Stephanie and I? Maybe they didn't believe he'd come back, but I believed it, and I'm terrified, because... Because, you see, yesterday, my sister gave birth to twins. This is like, um... I don't know, like, really, like, let's really think about it. Let's really break it down. Is not having kids out of fear for a bad five years gonna stop you from having kids and having that life relationship throughout your entire life? Like... He only kills you if you don't listen to him. So it's a amicable raping of five years. <laughs> okay, can I throw this as like a real serious note? Throw in the serious. Note. So from thirteen to seventeen was hell for me. Yeah. So much so that I don't want to have kids because of I don't want you've them been to go. Through. Yes. Yeah. Like I know that what happens in my head is genetic. And I know that there is a solid chance that they I'm can have sure it. I'm sure I've said it on the show before, but I also don't want to have kids. So, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. I mean, I look at that and go, I'm, I'm in the narrator's boat. 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah, and now your sister just gave birth to twins. Yeah, that's... That's fucking rough. Yeah, especially that's if it's the... Rough. Uh, I'm not, do you no. now now as as the narrator do you sit by and let Tommy ruin your sister's fucking life all over again or do you try to step in and mediate the situation I would stay away from that You stay mean, away from it It's tough Yeah it's tough I've seen this situation it's easy to stay away from it because that's like a so, um, uh, you know, out of your control type situation. So, for for lovers of Channel Zero, I'm sure Tommy Taffy definitely, you know, reminded people of uh, Pretzel Jack from season four of uh, Channel Zero, The Dream Door. Um, he doesn't talk, but his fucking face and appearance and kind of uh, weird doll like nature. I'm sure definitely helped this story a little bit or this story came before it and a lot of people just really love that uncanny valley uh, effect and, and you know it freaks me the fuck out it's the same reason why I'm afraid of clowns you know like it's something that looks close enough to be human but 
doesn't enough to freak you the fuck out, to make you think that it's not, to make you uncomfortable. Just a basic level of uncomfortability slowly evolves into paranoia, fear, and anxiety. Can I say something, though, about this particular story? Sure. I didn't... I think we needed more of the day-to-day horrors. Like, there was... It's obviously a, a very the, small slap, yeah. a snapshot of these five yeah. years. Um, I agree we, with you. We had these, like, moments of, like, the big really terror Really terrible, moment. terrible moments. moments. But, I mean, like, I think that's why the sister might be okay with it, because she she had the ability to black out the really, really terrible moments yeah. because she was younger. So she just remembers, like, the... I mean, yeah, we're going to be uncomfortable for five years. Maybe. You know, like... Maybe. But, but my but my thing is like, why not? What sh- were the, what were the why not show up? What were the lessons? The little moments. The day the day. What were lessons was he teaching in the day? There were probably stuff like you know, uh, the the narrator runs by and throws a dish in the sink. Tommy comes fucking stalking out of some goddamn closet or something and goes, little boy, you must you must wash the dish. Give me your hands and wash the dish. You must put it away on the drying rack when you're done. Be a good boy. Take care of your yeah. things. Treat your, keep yourself clean. You know. Uh, you knew it would make it scary. He bathed them. He he was a fucking parent. He was a he was a Barney living yeah. stereotype I, in your house. I got the Barney vibe very. We love very you. Vividly. You love me. Let me fuck you, please. You know it would have been scary. Michael if, Jackson? Yeah. But, you know, it was, if he was also, like, beating them slightly. Like, here, here I am on air advocating for sure. children. But, um, it's just, like, like for the dish example. I mean, it's, he, it's, he, he walks out and he just, like, smacks him for, like, you didn't do the dishes. Wow. Yeah. No, you give me your hand and let's do the dishes. It, it, I mean, it, it didn't it say seems, that there was abuse. Yeah. Well, he beats like, up you know, the parents. He never hurt the kids, and it's also and even it's non-sexually, yeah. which is the the hardest part to swallow. Yeah. Is that his 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 abuse of the parents is you don't listen to me, I'll beat the shit out of you. His abuse with the kids is well, I hope you get this lesson because regardless, I'm going to rape you like <laughs> zero to sixty yeah. as opposed to like a zero to ten. Like I'm going to hit you yeah. a little bit. So I think. The, the the caricature of his daytime persona is the Barbie, you know, Mr. Magoo kind of, <laughs> I'm going to teach you lessons, like, bullshit. And, um, and I think at night he just gets a little, you know, like, like any of us, he probably... Like watches you sleep. He probably throws a couple back and touches his dick, you know? Yeah. His plasticine built out of one, Lego, though. built out of Lego blocks... He has yes. one enough to make him make the mom walk with a fucking limp. That's true. <laughs> or he did something with his hands. Just shoved his entire arm up there. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> Fun story. Third parent. Um, I have heard about this story before. The minute I said the name Tommy Taffy, I said, fuck, someone's recommended this before. Someone has said... Um, someone somewhere on the, you know, the dreads of fucking Reddit, someone has said, uh, you know, on a, uh, favorite creepypasta story, 
someone has said, I don't know, the Tommy Taffy series fucks me up. Meh. And I have a feeling that that's not the last there exists of Tommy Taffy. I'm sure there's a follow-up series or something. Okay. So, interesting. I don't know if I'd read more. It's mm. kind of one note. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was creepy. It, it's hard to... But it was Even now, enough. like, I have a, a fucking pit in my stomach. Yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, it's and that's chill. because we each have... We each have younger siblings. Like, we yeah. each... We each are very... <laughs> I have an older sibling. Oh, shit. I, she acts like a younger sibling. But you have a female sibling. Yeah. Is what I really yeah. like to say. But, yeah, um... It's, it's weird how, uh... How trauma as a child, you know, look at it, the narrative of it, you know, very similar circumstances. The problem, the, tr- the problems and trauma of a child very rarely follows them into adulthood. The fact that this guy was 33, finds out that his sister is having twins and immediately fucking PTSD flashbacks to Tommy is a little tough, honestly. There's a lot of stuff I don't remember about about being a kid. Well, uh, that's specifically that's a kid that young. Another reason why he's only remembering the worst. Yeah. You know, well, like yeah, the little he details. Did, he did the whoa, like remember yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, where am I? Where what, am I? <laughs> what you, what you think of Tommy Taffy? Um, so first of all, I thought it was a little short. Um, yeah. yeah, that might be because on the last couple of episodes, we did like what two, 50? Two and a half yeah. fucking hours each part. Um, but it, you know, I'm looking at the time and I'm going, okay, you know, that, that no, is probably a, a solid episode. It's a solid um, episode. But it, it did, it didn't feel like there was enough depth Build to up. it. Yeah, yeah, like, I, I really thought that the explanation was, um, it was just, it was light. It's like just, the, it's the just. The backstory. I wanted. I wanted either more backstory or more meat, like, and I didn't get either. Yeah. You know, I would have been fine with less backstory it's and more meat. Like, don't get me wrong, it's a competent arc. Yeah. But it's, oh, it was but a good. Like, it was a good read. But it's like a microwave meal compared to like a home cooked. Yeah. Dinner, like, like I can tell that there were meat and potatoes and, and <laughs> fucking broccoli, but like, Are you there hungry? wasn't that much of it. I am actually. You're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're. Hungry. I came right from I work. I can tell from the metaphors yeah, that you're hungry. Just, some dominoes go go dominoes yeah pizza i need to pizza pizza i need to avoid the pizzas so uh so tom tom bong Badil, what did you think of this story with tommy taffy yeah i agree mostly with where am i on this um so i feel like the packs i like the backstory is still kind of mysterious in some ways because it's like they're they they're their no is there what we know is we don't know which sure. is good but I think um, it was still a little awkwardly delivered. Like, the whole town had it, I feel like, was a bit odd. That was a little weird, yeah. Um, but I kind of I kind of like it more when Tommy's just one family's... Problems. Like a cat in the hat that comes around just to be an asshole. Yeah. And, as I said, I think a couple more... But didn't scene. he affect the whole block? Well, that yeah, no, that's what we're saying yeah, that we don't like. The fact that it's almost like an omniscient supernatural entity that kind of exists in everyone's home for yeah. a select amount of time, I don't like that. I don't think it makes sense. I don't, I don't think it's... Um, I think instead of like... Instead of, like, a Tommy Taffy being in everyone's home, I would like to think, like, his neighbor's dealing with, like, a Laughing Larry. Yeah. You know, like, something... Or... Okay. Something yeah, yeah. Weird, or like a, 
like a Mary, like a Mary Mari, you know, like just continue the, you know, all over the, all over the world, certain families, certain families have to deal with like this weird, almost person. One of them gets a Mr. T. Maybe. Can you? (laughs) I want to say leave and and then not come back for a little while. (laughs) But I, but I gotta have you back again because we need to do, we need to do more cool shit. We need to do more fun shit. Um, this was fun. This was fun for me. I definitely liked. Um, I love a good uh, bad guy. I love a good monster. It was and def- the Tommy Taffy Tommy is definitely, definitely unsettling. Like, yeah. like, uh, just like, slap one of the kids. I just you, you just, just <laughs> hit more children hit in your more life. children in your life. Um, <laughs> fuck! I could watch kids fall off bikes all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just like I. I I want to like do a really bad Photoshop, but I mean by really bad, I mean it would look scarily accurate to the description. I kind of want to build like a Tommy Taffy based on like the way it's described because I feel like it would look like one of those like one of those like resuscitation dummies that yeah. you that you practice on in like lifeguarding class. But the, it would like, be, but it would be, Bob you know the ones, the ones with like the weird like. <laughs> the weird like lips and faces and they just yeah. they don't look human but they're supposed to and it's just bad you know like I want that I want I, it feels wrong and that's what I like about it everything I don't like about the story is like heavy handed and and just unexplained or trope heavy so like 50% of the story really works for me and, I, and it's enough it's enough for me to say this was a good fucking story. Yeah. I, again, it's just the compared to other stories. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm certainly on a positive over a negative, uh, but I'm not the most positive. It, I, I'm telling you, it just needs a couple more scenes of just the day to day, like slapping someone for doing dishes. Or I really wanted to hear what those lessons were. I would love like slightly fucked up lessons. Oh, yeah, like like. Just start out with if like. If someone don't bullies de- you don't. in school, don't let them punch them in the fucking face. Make them bleed. Blood is good. Yeah. You know, like just something that's or off just a little bit. Like, yes, you're them. supposed to teach your kids to stand up for themselves, but the fascination with blood is a little <laughs> too much. So maybe let's dial that back. Yeah. <laughs> When you're done with him, cut his head off and fuck his corpse. <laughs> no, Tommy, that's... Stop. Let's dial it back. Keep his head in your refrigerator. Okay, Tommy, let, let's call and him then, And then the parent, one of the parents tries to say something, and then they, they just beats the shit out of the parents. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't I Shut tell you fun was up. good? Mmm, <laughs> juicy crimson. And... I think it would work so well with this character because this character is like this super clean looking thing that and just that and then extreme violence just it's yeah beat more children I think you know what else it could have used like a James Gunn level of humor like a like a sadistic a sadistic tongue in your cheek like with the lessons specifically, like, uh, that could just be something that, that just skates by, like, yes, he's teaching the kids lessons, but, like, 
he's also like teaching them bad lessons that like they should figure out on their own like like learning how to masturbate like no no one taught you that where am i your dad was never supposed to yeah sexual discovery is something for the self that you are just led on like the fact that he just walks into this kid's room and grabs his dick and says you're not gonna get hard for me like it's just too much and it's not funny it's sad Mm. Great. So <laughs> this is episode one hundred and thirty. This is one hundred and thirty, uh, and and uh, we we've all been raped by Tommy Taffy, and uh, there's there's nothing else really more to add. Um, this this has been a lots of pasta episode with where am I? Where am I? And Tom Bongbadil. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I said it at all this episode because I was terrified all day. I was like, I'm Tom Bongbadil. Like, <laughs> I'm going to fuck up that pronunciation. Tom I Bong thought about Bong. it all day long. Tom Bongbadil. 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 It's like Bombadil, but just Bong. Yeah. Bongbadil. 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 It's your, uh, it's your, I say expecto patronum, and then out of my wand comes Tom Bongbadil just talking about (laughs) Lord of the Rings. He's my, he's my Patronus. I've been claiming it for the last, like, 14 years that whenever, whenever I want the Dementors to leave me the fuck alone, I say expecto patronum, and then Tom Bongbadil, as a person, (laughs) comes glittering out of my wand and just (laughs) immediately says, yeah, but what's the point of Goldberry? Like, are they, like, a thing? Like, or is she just hot? Is she just She's there? a river but spirit, but... And what's up with Tom's hat? What's up with his shoes? Why are they so specific? They specifically describe his raincoat as teal. What's the importance of the color teal in the Lord of the Rings series? Immunity? Eternity? I don't know. You tell me. And then the Dementors are just like, I don't even want your soul anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna go somewhere else. And then I'm like, good job, Patronus. <laughs> that's all. That's, that's it. Yeah. Yeah.